Well, good morning. Happy Sabbath, everyone. My name is David Smith. I'm one of the elders here at the East Ridge Church, and we're so glad that you're here. And I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but you have come on a very high Sabbath. We have a very special Christmas program that you can enjoy. I just have, We have a full program, so I only have three really quick announcements. One, there's only nine shopping days until Christmas. <laughs> Two, we are having a, a fellowship dinner after the program, and please, please uh, plan to stay. And three, today at, I think it's 4.30, we are having a, another Christmas concert with uh, Naomi Jackson, uh, and she'll be having that at the Stanford Gap Church. At this point, we will begin our call to worship. Please bow your heads. Emmanuel, God with us. Open our eyes to the wonder of that Bethlehem night, that we might catch a glimpse of your glory and shine your light to the world around us. Emmanuel, God with us, soften our hearts to the message of this hour so that we might hear your voice and respond with childlike faith. Emmanuel, God with us, fill our spirits with the power of your love Give us courage to admit that we are lost and the desire to be found. Emmanuel, God with us, with eyes open, hearts softened, and spirits full. We rejoice in the amazing gift of your presence among us. 
filled with gratitude, we bow our heads and hearts before you. We worship you, Christ, our newborn King. Amen.
beautiful to see so many people come to worship the Lord. I'd like to invite you to bow with me. Heavenly Father, what a blessing. What a blessing to take a little time to look at the incarnation of Jesus Christ. God in heaven, man on earth. Amazing that you should do this for us. And this day, we want to lift you up. We want to sing unto thee. We want to magnify the Lord in, in his beauty of holiness. So we put ourselves in your hands this morning. And as this program unfolds, we ask that you would help us to keep our minds focused on who you are and what you've done on our behalf. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath. We'd like to invite you to join us in a responsive reading. And if you open your bulletins, you'll find the insert in the middle. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thanks be to God for his incredible gift.
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Shepherds in the fields, cattle on the hill, stars up in the sky, like diamonds in the night. Then an angel appears with a voice so clear, peace on the
traveled far to see the long-awaited king in a manger full of hay born this christmas day the name above all names let the whole world proclaim that christ is born do not be afraid because i bring good news the savior is born it's god's gift to be dismayed, His help is on the way. A Savior is born today. Good news, do not be afraid. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Peace on Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. you to join us in singing the first Noel, hymn number 118.
and there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger.
suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them.
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all the east, and have come to worship him. And all Jerusalem, I'm sorry. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people, and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the leaders of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way. And there it was, the star they had seen in the east. It led them until they came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling down to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
This is a season marked by gift giving, but today we think about the gifts that were offered Jesus a long time ago, gifts of gold, myrrh, and frankincense, gifts of treasure, comfort, and sweetness. The first gift is gold, most highly prized of material possessions. What do you treasure? What is so dear to you that the loss of it would diminish you? Can you surrender that treasure in loving response to God's sacrificial gift of a child? How? What will that look like in the year to come? The second gift is myrrh, used in preparing bodies for burial, a spice that brings healing and comfort to the afflicted. How do you define comfort? In your daily walk through the world, what makes you comfortable about who you are, how you live, the work you do, your relationships? If you were stripped of these, how would your life change? How can you offer these comforts to those who live without them? How can you be a witness through your service, your work, your relationships, to the love that gave up all for your sake? The third gift is frankincense, a fragrant offering to the Lord. What makes life sweet and fragrant for you? What makes you laugh out loud, jump for joy, weep with thanksgiving? How would your life change if joy and light and laughter were forbidden? If each day held only sorrow, violence, and darkness, how can you bring light, joy, and fragrance to the life of another? How will you say thank you for the gift of never-ending forgiveness, infinite patience, and eternal love?
It is now time to bring to Jesus our gifts of love. May we consider that although we can bring many gifts, the most precious to him is a faithful, surrendered heart that will come adore him. The deacons will wait upon us for our tithes and offerings, and today they will begin at the end of the sanctuary. Let us all sing together, O Come All You Faithful, hymn number 132. Let us bow our heads. Dear Father in heaven, we bring our best, our best gifts, such a meager offering compared to what you have given to us. Father, we look at what you gave. You gave us everything in Jesus Christ. That night that he was born, heaven wrapped everything up 
in one gift. And from Jesus Christ comes everything we enjoy today. Our life, the food we eat, the air we breathe, the moments of joy, our love. Father, we owe everything to you. You have created us. You are our maker. You are our redeemer. Take our humble gifts, Lord, and bless them. Let them be a reflection of the gift that you gave us and you continue to give us. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Starlight shines, the night is still, shepherds watch from a hill. I close my eyes, see the night when love was born. A perfect child, gently. Close my eyes, see the night when love was born. Angels fill the midnight sky, they see.
From the beginning of our program this morning, we've been thinking about Emmanuel from David's opening prayer, drawing our attention to the wonderful truth that God is with us. And we think back to that passage, which has already been read in the Gospel of Matthew, um, the announcement to Mary and to Joseph about the birth of this miracle child. And actually, in this passage in Matthew chapter 1, there's two names given to the child. Uh, You shall call his name Jesus. Why? For he will save us from our sins. Good news, amen? That he is called Jesus in that he will save us from our sins. But then it continues, reminding us um, that this birth is a fulfillment of what was written through the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and that you shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. So certainly he's our savior, he's Jesus, he saves us from our sins, but he's also Emmanuel. And that's really what we've been trying to draw your attention to this morning. Emmanuel, God with us. Not just God with him, but God with us. And we think back to where that passage first is drawn from. It's from, brought from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 7. And in that context, there is a major conflict facing God's people. There were two kings that were threatening their security, threatening their nation, threatening their very existence. And in that setting is the first time the name Emmanuel is given. And to me, that's full of significance for each one of us because in our lives, we each encounter different things. As we go through life, the promise God is with us is a very strong promise to depend upon. We get a diagnosis of cancer. We end up in a hospital We go through a divorce. We perhaps are in difficult family situations. God is with us. We lose our job. Our friend betrays us. The world seems to be falling apart at the seams. God is with us. And in every circumstance of life, as we think of the incarnation, we think of the birth of Jesus Christ, It's to reveal that no matter what the circumstance, God is with us. You know, if we could really, truly believe that, it would cast a beautiful light around every experience we encounter. In times where we feel forsaken or alone, we're not. Why? Because God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. In every circumstance, every painful situation, you and I can have the knowledge that truly he is with us. And as we read through the Bible closely, we realize that this world suffers from a misunderstanding, a misapprehension of who God is. Several weeks back, I was uh, in Boston. The pastor opened his sermon with a wonderful phrase. He said, if God was trying to keep us out of heaven, he would not have sent his son into this world. But the fact that 
God is with us in the incarnation. It reveals an insight into who God is. And truly, we see in the life of Jesus, we see truly what God is like. Christ stepped into humanity. And because Jesus has come to dwell with us, we know that God is acquainted with our trials. We know that he sympathizes with our griefs. And as one of my favorite authors wrote uh, this sentence, every son and daughter of Adam, that would include every one of us here, everyone we may know, every child of humanity may understand that our creator is the friend of sinners. What glorious news. That the one that created us is our friend. Not just our friend, he's the friend of sinners. At times when we feel most alone, most isolated, most separated from him, Emmanuel, God, is with us. He is the friend of sinners. And truly, we see that in the life of Jesus Christ. In every doctrine in the scripture, in every promise that you encounter, in every display of heavenly love, we see the truth re-echoed. Emmanuel, God is with us. It's wonderful to realize that you're never going to find a circumstance where God is not with you. No matter where you go in life, no matter what choices you may take, even if they take you away from him, he is still with us. Standing right there, drawing each one of us back to himself. Jesus was treated as you and I deserve, that we might be treated as he deserves. He was condemned for our sins in which he had no share, that you and I might be justified by his righteousness in which we had no share. God with us. Again, it's amazing to think of what God has done in the incarnation, where God united divinity with humanity, and that's a mystery we'll be studying for all eternity. But in that child, divinity and humanity are mysteriously blended so that we can know that he's with us. Now, have you enjoyed the music this morning? The presentation, I really appreciate everyone that's participated. Um, But I need to tell you something about a song that we're not singing this morning. Uh, It's Silent Night. It's a nice song. It's a beautiful song. This is the 200th year of the anniversary of the writing of that song. December 24th, eighteen. 18 was when the song was written. It's been widely recorded. It's in over 300 languages. And if you think about the song and the impact of the song, you might be tempted to think that the backstory of the song is glorious. But that's not the case. The author of the song, Joseph Moore, probably mispronouncing his last name, he was born out of wedlock, born as an illegitimate child. Just before Christmas in 1792, he was instantly stigmatized because of his birth. Reminds us of another birth in which there was a great stigma. Unfortunately, in Moore's history, his father abandoned him, didn't want him. And so he was taken in 
by a man who was the executioner in the city of Salzburg. Abandoned by your father, taken in by another father whose job is to kill people. He grew up with his siblings in a cold, damp home. He developed lung disease. It actually caused an early death. He became a priest, as you're probably well aware. And then, as we know, the organ broke just before Christmas, and he took this poem that he had written before, went to a friend of his, asked him to put it together on music for the guitar, and, of course, it became the great Christmas song, Silent Night. He died in poverty, never realizing the impact of his song. But that song has lived far beyond him. No matter what the circumstance, God is with us. An illegitimate birth, abandoned by your father, taken in by an executioner, living in poverty, but God is with us. My appeal to you this morning is that you would recognize that God is with you in every circumstance. There's times each one of us goes through things in life where we wonder, God, where are you? But the birth of Jesus Christ tells us he's with us. And there's nothing that can separate us from his love. He is the fulfillment of every promise. So my appeal this morning as we continue to listen and as we begin to draw to a close is that you would give that one great gift, which is the gift of your heart, to him. One of the greatest needs that you and I have is really having a purpose in life. And for Christians, the purpose is to know that you're living for Jesus Christ. Then again, there's nothing that can stop your life from having meaning. If God can leverage Joseph Moore's background and create a great resume out of it, just think of what he can do with you, with your talents, your abilities, your privileges. The wise men brought gifts, expensive, costly, and rare, but not as rare as the gift of your will, the gift of your heart, the gift of choosing to believe that God is with you. Will you respond, my friends? Will you allow this Christmas to be a transition point in your life where really you say, God, you've given everything to me. I want to give everything to you. Takes her as his promised wife. Now through.
Just as we draw to a close, again, I'd like to extend an invitation for each one of you to join us for a fellowship uh, meal immediately following the service. Let's bow our heads together for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, the music has lifted our minds and hearts into heavenly realm. We thank you for the incomprehensible gift of your son, Jesus Christ and that within that one gift, all heaven has been given to humanity, the pledge of Emmanuel, God with us. Father, as we leave the sanctuary, we pray that that memory would stay with us, 
that throughout this week, throughout the following months, that you would remind us of your presence and that there's never a time when we are alone, but you truly are continually and for everlasting Emmanuel. In Jesus' name, amen.